Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe and Adam K. the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Lovers of the lead, everyone out there in Radio Land, welcome back to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio. Today, broadcasting live in North Carolina, from Smokey, North Carolina. It is so great to be here. The donuts are flowing, the coffee is pouring, and I've already got a whiskey. How can you go wrong with that? And, and your, your mic is the only one on. I know, that's because I'm doing the introduction, and that's how and I control the mic, so that's what I do. I'm the one in To power. my left, of course, Paul, the producer. Ladies and gentlemen, it is uh, the hospitality here in North Carolina is unmatched, I think, from anywhere we've been. I love it when I have to go north to get to the south. <laughs> and southern hospitality at its finest. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be a wonderful show live as we are sitting here smoking cigars, enjoying ourselves already this morning. Got a lot of great stuff going on. Admiral Layton Smith Jr. will be here. He's got a, a lot of fun stories. An interesting guy. He's lived a very interesting life. Uh, was the basis for Gene Hackman's character. And we're going to talk about oh, that. Yeah. I mean, uh, for movie buffs. Beyond Enemy Lines. He's yeah. got some stories. Oh, Yo, absolutely. It's going to be a very great show. Uh, also, Caroline Martin of General Cigars will be here. We'll talk to her. Not a lot of interesting to talk to her about. And you know what's funny? I, and when we were posting on social media that Caroline, and we'll talk to her about this, but when we were posting on social media about Caroline coming in, I, we got a lot of messages from people in the industry saying, oh, we love her. We love her. Wait till you meet her. Ah, see, yeah. I love it when people say that. It's all about all of it. Time. All of it was good, Carol. We'll talk, I, we'll I, talk I, about it. I swear it. there was nothing going bad. Uh, probably not. <laughs> and, but yes. and the guy sitting next to you. Of course, our <laughs> friend, longtime confidant, and the man who keeps us informed on what's happening in the world of cigars, Mr. William Cooper himself. Hey, guys, welcome to North Carolina. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be here. I love coming to the Carolinas. Uh, it's great to have you guys here. Finally. As, as Coop said, if you're going to be in my state, I'm showing up. Exactly. <laughs> so he is here. He has driven all the way over from Charlotte to be here in the Aberdeen, uh, just southwest of Raleigh area. It is great to be Beautiful this part of the state. Yeah. Absolutely. And, of course, AJ's joined us to take care of all of our social media needs. <laughs> AJ Smokes in the house. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having us. So, Absolutely. So I guess we, we can talk about the 500-pound uh, uh, yes. gorilla. <laughs> Or the lack of the... Uh, uh, Honest Abe apparently where? did not make his flight <laughs> and oh, uh, could not make it. Uh, well, this is what happens when you fly three of us out of Fort Lauderdale and they fly him out of PBI. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff just kind of happens and sure. We, sure he, we know he is very disappointed. He could not be here he today. Is. He is. Very much so. So he's, he's not here. And he's here in spirit. Did he yes. did he get removed off the plane? We don't even. I don't. I don't, don't know I don't. I don't think they pulled a Tara Reid on him. Is okay, what I'm going to okay, say. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't think it would have been that crazy. So definitely didn't pull a Tara. They Reed. weren't going to. They weren't going to put him in first class. Right. Know? Right. So he. Yeah. No. No. I don't. I, we don't know what happened. He's not here. Uh, he's okay, and that's all we know. Okay. So, 
Uh, he's not here, but we're going to have a great show anyway. It is, uh, it's a little chilly for us South Floridians here. I don't know what North you're talking Carolina. about. This is lovely. Lies, beautiful. <laughs> this is the kind of weather that met, people were meant to live in. It is balmy. It is not too hot. I'm wearing balmy. jeans. Who and uses a, that word? People with a big vocabulary ball. <laughs> That's who. I want to talk about something briefly because we, we have so many guests here that we really want to talk to. It's a, it's a big packed show for us. But I, once again... Now, I'm 35 years old. I don't really share hotel rooms anymore, but, you know, we're, we're a radio show, so we, you know, we don't have the biggest budget we're in the world. We're on a budget. So I shared a room with Adam last night. And, uh, That's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you something. Oh, my God. If there's a, if there's a man I've ever met in my life that's, that's regimented, it is Adam. He, he just, you, you have these, these certain, like, I don't want to call them ticks, but you, like, you need everything in a certain way. Does he you put get out his outfit the night before, or? <laughs> you know, he, no. he didn't, but <laughs> I could feel it was killing him not putting it out. Like, the, the, I have cer- never done that in my life. Did you pack a lunch? No, but you know what he does that's weird? You know when you have a roommate and they walk around in a towel all the time? Yes. He walks around in a towel. I look good in a towel. What it's, can I say? It's the most... I mean, listen. Oh, Lord. We're guys. It doesn't oh, matter. But it's yeah. just... A, I've heard enough. <laughs> it's a strange situation. And and at, and at the Hampton Inn here, it's a lovely place, but they don't have the biggest towels in the world. So it's a tiny little towel on a oh, big Lord. guy walking around. I'm terrified the whole time the towel's going to drop, How about and then the, I'm stuck in a hotel room. Allow me to the, tell the, you, I am an expert towel wrapper. <laughs> How about the TSA guy? I am beyond none. Yes. Of, yes. <laughs> so yesterday when we were we flew together... Uh, and and AJ and I were behind Adam, and Adam puts ha- his shoes puts his shoes in the bin, and the and the, the TSA agent picks him up, and he looks at his this, how big his shoes are, and he goes, "Holy damn!" <laughs> and we're like, "Yeah, we know." What do you? What size are you? Fifteen. It's like size Herman Munster size. Size fifteen <laughs> is not normal. That's like do you have like a, a thing on your uh, pituitary gland or? It hasn't killed me yet, so... <laughs> You're not, you don't yeah. have giantism or anything. Not as, not as far as I know. The shoes <laughs> took up the whole bin. It was, it, it was quite a sight. And even the TSA agent, I'm sure he sees lots of people's shoes. So he was taken aback by how big Adam's shoes were. He definitely were. used the curse word, we he, cannot say. He did. Well, <laughs> we don't want to get him short. in trouble either. I'm sure, I'm sure the federal government doesn't like that. Well, I'm sure it'd be hard for them to find him after all the TSA agents and all the airports and all the Correct. world and all the gates that well, are all around there. we already told him Fort Lauderdale. Right, what but airline? there's a lot of gates there. We didn't tell them what airline we flew. That's true. They All don't right. know who was on schedule when we actually showed up at the airport prior <laughs> to the flight. All of that. It just happens. This is what's going on. Anyway, we here at KMA Talk Radio, we love to give great stuff away. Every week, our good friends over at Recluse Cigars give away the Recluse Caption Contest of the Week. Last week, we asked you to uh, post your best caption. Congratulations to James Eatdock of Titusville, Florida, for his comment of how big is your monkey on the photo of all the bananas. (laughs) (laughs) See, and everybody thought that was a bad picture. And that probably had more comments than any of the last, like, ten pictures. I don't know. I thought it was a great photo. I mean, then again, who buys that many bananas? Exactly. What do you have, a potassium deficiency? Maybe. Or you're just big into smoothies. Or, you know, a lot of the kids now, when they when they drink too much, they like to actually have um, they like to have bananas in the morning after, like, for a hangover instead of, like, uh, drinking. AJ, with the, the you social media, you got to mute it. We can hear you. Oh. Would you like to thank you? <laughs> Professional <laughs> show. Social media director. director. Professional show. show. So, anyway, this so anyway, if you'd like to win a five-pack of Recluse Cigars, head over to the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. Post your best caption under the Oktoberfest-themed photo where I have obviously had to get photoshopped in. And, well... With some lovely uh, buxom beauties. What? Yes. 
for those of you to get started, here you go. Uh, this is not what I had in mind when I signed up for BavarianPeopleMeet.com. <laughs> There have been so many comments on this picture already. People are photoshopping their own pictures. Well, you, I mean, you actually didn't you actually wear the Lederhosen? That's yes. him. That's, that's he's really in the Lederhosen. In it. Okay. That's literally okay. the same photo we've used for a bunch of different things. And those are actually lady friends of his. Well, you know, guy lady. No, friends they're of not, because I don't know anyone who would ever <laughs> dress <laughs> like that. We couldn't get the lady M one in it. Didn't we have a lady M one in it? Nah, we did. It, it wasn't as funny. funny. Okay. Uh-uh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's funnier when you put a guy in that outfit. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I Every tried week. to get Adam to do it, but. Uh, he wouldn't. No. Every week here at uh, KMA Talk Radio, we also like to give away the Zykar Poll of the Week. Congratulations to Tef- Stephanie Tanner, who took home last week's prize. If you'd like to win a Zykar three-finger case, just head over to the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. Cast your vote in this week's poll. Last week's poll was, if push came to shove, would you pass an FBI background check that spans your entire life? 39% of you said, yes, I've made some mistakes, but nothing that big. <laughs> 17% of you, yes, I've never done anything wrong. 15% of you said, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. <laughs> I like that one. And 14% of you said, maybe I have made some mistakes. And also another 14% of you said, not a chance, I have lots of skeletons in my closet. Would you pass? Yeah, I don't think there's anything. Yeah. The well, because you were the, the twice he told us. He's, yeah. He was in a presidential motorcade twice. Apparently he's yeah. good to go. But no photo proof, so I don't know. I, I, really I, I'm sorry, I can't find it. I'll, I'll have to make some calls. <laughs> yeah, we need somebody to find yeah. that. So this week's, it, poll. this week's poll is, do you prefer to see sporting events in person or from home? Uh, no, one, in person, you're in the action. Two, at home, that way I don't have to wear pants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three, I don't like sports. Four, it depends on the sport. If it's female mud wrestling, i got to be there. <laughs> and have you seen the prices they charge for these things? That's true. Yes. It is very expensive it to is. go. You know, if you go to a football game now, you're talking for two people. You're, you're looking at, like, between drinks and parking, 400 bucks, 500 bucks. Absolutely. And food. And just for six hours, and then they're limiting your tailgating time, and it's a whole rigmarole of them just trying to grind every last dollar they can out of it. And if you're a New York Giants fan like Coop and I, you always leave disappointed, so... You know, Paul, do you remember the days at the old Giants game? You could just go tailgate there and not even go to the games. Yeah. Like yeah. You, people just show up there and It was like a, a concert. Party. It was like the Jimmy yeah. Buffett concert. And we'd be out there for the whole game. We had TVs. You can't do that anymore now with security. Yeah, my brother used to do that at the at the Jet games. He yeah. used to just show up mm-hmm. and never pay for the games. He yeah. would just go and, and hang out. And they always – a lot of guys broadcast the games outside. That, exactly. So, so exactly. there were – but, like, yeah. actual booths. Like, some of those radio stations would have a booth outside. True. So you never had to go inside to see what was going on. Yep. But uh, – Anyway. Get on Facebook, take the poll. You could win a very nice case from Zycar. Uh, it's an Envoy triple cigar holder. Oh, that's the actual. With carbon fiber. Right. That's what you could win this week. I got and, a picture uh, of it. I'll show you it. You can go right on Facebook and enter. You did show it earlier? Way I did. drop the ball. Okay, good. I did, I okay, did. Okay, now you're doing it again. There yeah. you go. Good job, Paul. Good job. Contests every <laughs> good job. Week. Check out KMA Talk Radio on Facebook. All right. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we are going to talk to Admiral Late W. Smith, Jr., Right after this, keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Bold and complex. That is the new Romeo San Andres by Romeo Lieta. Using the very best San Andres wrapper leaf available in the market, Rafael Nadal and AJ Fernandez collaborated together to create a new standard among San Andres cigars. Medium to full-bodied. This cigar is bountiful in both flavor and aroma. Available nationally for the first time, Romeo San Andres is a cigar you do not want to miss. Make sure to get one today at your local tobacconist. Romeo San Andres by Romeo y Julieta. Cigar Enthusiasts. 
Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers, from the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Serie V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you, so always ask for Oliva. An unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. The recently released Perdomo Double Age 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun-Grown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double-Age 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Monte Cristo has set the standard once again, turning back the hands of time by utilizing a long-forgotten, unique aging process that harmonizes the flavors of the wrapper, binder, and filler with the use of small pilones. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured is an exquisite cigar you must try now. Available nationally for the first time, Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured features a 2006 Nicaraguan Rosado Oscuro wrapper that is both beautiful and distinctive. This cigar is a masterpiece no one should miss. Make sure you get one today at your local tobacconist. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured. For 500 years, Nicaragua has served as a crossroads of cultures. Ever since indigenous inhabitants mocked arriving Spanish conquistadors in a colorful costume satirical masterpiece called El Huehuense, or The Wise Man. This great dance continues today in the careful blending of Nicaragua's finest tobacco. Master blender Nicolas Melillo has worked tirelessly to create and honor the great dance of flavors in El Huehuense cigars. Visit FoundationCigars.com. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in Aberdeen, North Carolina. I am Adam Gay, the brewmeister. Joining me today, Mr. Paul, the producer. Here we are. William Cooper is sitting in all the way from Charlotte. Hey there. Hello, hello. 
And now we are pleased to welcome <laughs> our very special guest, former Navy Admiral of the United States Navy, who inspired Gene Hackman's character in the movie Behind Enemy Lines, Admiral Leighton W. Smith, Jr. Admiral, thank you for being here today. I just want to tell you that uh, I'm, I might leave early after hearing Paul talk about seeing you in your towel last night. <laughs> it may be something that we just wanted to cut out from the show. I, well, we, well, we made a bad impression in the beginning. Apparently, yes. I always do it's that. It's not all like this. My, my, Paul makes a bad impression on everyone he my, meets. My one, my one job from our from our boss was don't don't upset the admiral. That's what he said to me. <laughs> Good job, Paul. Yeah, that, Good that job. Going. Way to way to ruin that right away. So, so, Admiral, you have quite an extensive career, and and um, you know. We, we've been doing a lot of our, our research about you, but, but Steve here at uh, Smoke in North Carolina, he, he knows you uh, pretty well, I guess. And, and um, can you tell us, you know, just, just from the beginning, why, why aviation? Why did, why, did you, why did you want to, to go into the Navy, go into aviation, and, and get into the career that you got into? Well, at the Naval Academy, we have what they call a, a youngster cruise. It comes between your first and your second year. You get on a ship and you go up, to, you go to sea for a while. Okay. And we spent six weeks up in the North Atlantic, and I puked my guts out. <laughs> and I figured if I was going to die in the Navy, I wanted to be a little quicker than starving to death on a destroyer. So I decided to go fly airplanes. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I got into jets quite by mistake. Uh, my wife is chastised me since then, but it was the right move for me. I loved it. I enjoyed the tour, everything I did. Now, you flew over 200, 282 missions doing your three tours. Now, what was that like? I mean, just that many missions. Is that like a normal for a senior officer, or was that like an excessive yeah, amount? Yeah, that seems like a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't say it's a, a lot. I mean, you, there, we some of the missions were a lot easier than others, obviously. Uh, some were uh, exciting. Uh, I, I would tell you that uh, supposedly there was a test taken. Uh, people were wired up, and a Navy pilot's heartbeat was considerably higher when he came back to land on the carrier than it was when he was in combat getting shot at. They sure as hell didn't put that thing on me, I could tell you that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Sir Winston Churchill said one time, nothing is more exhilarating than being shot at and missed. So... <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun coming back, knowing you could land on a carrier. You know, you know, your first stop wasn't going to be sick bay to get a bunch of holes patched up. Right. <laughs> but I mean, that has to be harrowing. Did you ever have to land on a carrier at night? Because those always seem to be like the ones people always talk about as like the most difficult times to try and land because you're on a boat in the ocean that might be rocking about. Right. And you've got this small window to hit. I mean, that's got to be nerve wracking. Plus, windshe- I'm assuming wind shears. On the ocean are, are not so friendly. No, well, the carry is going to go into the wind, so you've got pretty much wind down the deck is what they say. So you, sometimes it gets a little bit haywire, but you're, the, the, it gets exciting when it, when it gets rough. And in a carrier deck, as big as it is, those things can move around quite a bit. Yeah, I'm sure. So, But uh, if, if you don't chase the ball is what they say. You know, Keep your eye on the ball. That's that meatball down there. And get your line up straight. You just trust your instruments and drive it on in there. Now, how many different aircrafts did you get to fly during your time as an aviator? Well, I was primarily an attack pilot, so my first airplane was the A-4 Skyhawk, and I loved it because you kind of put it on and you went and flew it, okay. like a sports car. <laughs> uh, the second one was the A-7 Corsair II. Both of these are attack aircraft. When I had command of the air wing and then later the carrier, I ended up flying basically everything we had on the ship, props, helicopters, jets. Uh, and I didn't carry quite on all of them, but I did. I did land on the carrier in all of them, either in pilot and command or 
uh, sitting in the right seat, hoping that the guy in the left seat was as good as I hope he was. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have faith in your uh, fellow crew members. Yeah, that's 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 harrowing, though. I mean, have you have you ever had an emergency situation before while flying an aircraft? Uh huh. <laughs> so tell us, tell us about the the scary. I mean, listen, I I fly a lot for for business, but obviously I'm not flying the planes. I, I've gotten into Microsoft Flight Simulator a couple of times, but other than that, I mean, what what and that what was probably on a DOS system. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what what goes what goes through your head? What do you? I mean, I know you you rely on your training. That's that's what a, a lot of gentlemen have told us. But but what what goes through your head in, in one of those situations? And what's one of those situations you've been in? Well, I guess the one that comes to mind. Most frequently to me is uh, I got hit one night uh, flying down south. South, of, uh, we weren't supposed to be where we were, but anyway, uh, <laughs> okay. I took a couple of hits and I lost my electrical power. And it was at night, so we were coming back. And uh, the ship's radar is supposed to pick you up and give you vectors in to line you up for the landing. Right, right. And uh, they admitted to me after driving me around the sky for about 15 minutes that they had somebody else. <laughs> Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, so I'm sitting up there running out of gas. I got a bunch of bombs on my left wing, which you don't want them. <sighs> and I don't have any power, any electrical power. So we, uh, they had an emergency generator out. And uh, finally, I said, okay, I'm going to squawk emergency. You, you got a thing in your airplane. If you turn it on, it just sends out a big signal. Okay. I did that, and they tracked me, and they got me back lined up. And, and of course, one of the things you have is a takeoff checklist and a landing checklist. Yes, sir. And it's to, uh, you know, obviate a situation where you're really tight and you forget something important. Right. Like putting your hook down. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, would, so, that would that would kind of just that go would, right on the edge. Yeah. You got that. So I line up for my landing, and I was so proud of myself because my heart wasn't beating too fast. And I was lined up, and I said, I was just patting myself on the back, and I hit the deck, and my hook wasn't down. No. So I took off, and I had 600 pounds of fuel, which was about enough to make one more pass. And so, <laughs> So I, I turned down wind, and a good friend of mine, Gordy Nakagawa, was a tanker pilot that night, and and he'd been he'd been tracking me, and literally just was right. He looked, he said, "Snuffy, I'm at your 10 o'clock high. Come plug in." And I looked up, and there was that big, beautiful A3D Skyhawk tanker, and I jumped on him like a bunch of sows. I mean, a piglets on a sow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my heart stopped beating <laughs> three or four times a day. My goodness. Yeah, but that was as close as I ever came to really having a bad time. But if you do that without your hook down, oh, do we have to take a break? I like where you're going. Okay. Now, obviously, you mentioned your code name, Snuffy. I want to get into that and where right. that came from. But we we are up against the hard out. So when we're going to come back, we're going to find out where the admiral got the nickname Snuffy. I can't wait. And so yeah. much more as we are live today, broadcasting here in Aberdeen, in Smokin', North Carolina. Oh, it's going to be a great show. The whiskey's blowing. Everybody's having a good time. If you hadn't had a donut, they're delicious. Make sure you fill up on the sugar. It's going to be a long day. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too! Yes, it's mandatory. On a small farm nestled along a river in southern Honduras grows an estate-grown tobacco so exceptional. Stop! Please! No moss! This is Dan Blunt for Alec Bradley Cigars. Some copywriter handed this to me expecting me to read it. Good Lord, do me a favor... Pick up an Alec Bradley cigar, light it up, spend an hour with it. You'll be glad you did. We'll talk again real soon. What would go in it? For Pepe Mendez, it was his rare Pilotico tobacco seeds, which he personally carried to the Dominican Republic half a century ago. In tribute, we introduced the Monte Cristo Pilotico Pepe Mendez. 
a robust cigar with nutty, leathery notes, and a slow burn that marks the rebirth of a golden age. Try the new Monte Cristo at your local cigar lounge, and you may want to pack one to go too. Surgeon General Warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers. Tobacco legend Julio Aroa and his son, Justo Aroa, bring back the authentic Corojo and Aladino cigars. A true Cuban Puro, giving homage to original vintage Vitolas. Aladino cigars are also available in a dark, rich Maduro wrapper. JRE Tobacco has an unwavering commitment for consistency and quality. Experience our commitment to excellence in any one of our three lines. The Aladino, the Rancho Luna, and the Tatascan. Light up a JRE cigar today. Visit JREtobacco.com. Cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Hoya de Nicaragua proudly announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-aged grade-A fillers and a beautiful silky-shade-grown Habano wrapper. From the legendary Jalapa Valley, producing small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-bodied cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet flavors, and a velvety finish. Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Carrojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. CLE Cigar Company presents CLE Cigars, Eroa Cigars, and Asylum Cigars. With four generations and over 120 years of experience in tobacco, from seed to smoke, these cigars are produced in Honduras and Nicaragua with the utmost care and precision possible. CLE Cigar Company introduces a vast array of tobaccos in various sizes to bring the highest quality of premium tobacco direct for your enjoyment. Visit CLECigars.com for more information. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Broadcasting live here in Southern Pines, North Carolina, where it is a beautiful fall day. And the first time we actually get to experience fall when you're in Florida, it that's, doesn't happen. That's true. We don't get this, so it's kind of nice. It's lovely. That is the one of the seasons yes. that I miss. What was that, Coop? This is the best time of the year in North Carolina, October. But you get a winter, don't you? We get just enough winter in the Charlotte area where you'll enjoy it, and it's not too much. But the, you get snow. 
we get snow, but we don't get like you know tons of snow. Maybe like once every three years we'll get a big snow. How many, how many pairs of mittens do you own? How <laughs> mittens? Mittens. I own one pair of gloves. Okay, see there you <laughs> go. So as long as you don't have more than one pair, then you're probably I don't fine. Have a when I moved down to North Carolina, I gave up my snowblower and I've never needed it. Let's put it like that. I can work with that. That yep. works well. With yep. me, of course, Paul, the producer, and William Cooper of Cigar-Coop.com, sitting in with us today. Kind enough to come all the way down from Charlotte. And with us, we are here talking with Admiral Leighton Smith, Jr., formerly the director of NATO, enacted the Operation Deny Flight. And before we went to break, we were talking about how he got the pilot nickname Snuffy. Admiral, where did, where did that come from? Yeah, that, that seems like a fun call sign. Well, it's, uh, it, it, every, every Navy pilot's got to have a call sign. I mean, it's just a thing. It's a point of honor. And in 1968, 69, I was casting about for a call sign. I had not yet gotten one. Oh, so it's a it's a process to get a call oh, sign? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, and you don't always get the choice of naming your own call signs. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh. So I was looking for something sexy like Eagle or Reno <laughs> or Vegas. Yeah. And about that time, my dad, who owned a farm in Mobile, Alabama, just outside of Mobile. Which Grand is where Bay, you're from, right, sir? He opened up a, uh, he, he rented a farm out, and the guy he rented to built a still on it. And so uh, my father found out about it. He saw the still and reported it to the sheriff because he didn't want to go to jail. Right, right. right. And uh, my friends found out about it because there was an article in the paper that uh, one of the largest stills in the history of South Alabama had been busted at Leighton Smith's farm six miles north of Grand Bay, Alabama. Wow. Well, my friends saw that. And, you know, those days, Snuffy Smith was always running from the revenuers. Hello. So instead of Eagle, I became Snuffy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my wife, uh, she's got an even better call sign. She's called Poor Dottie. <laughs> and I don't understand why. I did tell her this morning. I said, can you imagine, in your wildest dreams, did you ever see me going on, on a live radio show in a cigar shop and we put people drinking whiskey at 10 o'clock in the morning? And she said, honey, I hate to break your bubble, but you're not in my wildest dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. You got uh, it. Paul's wife says that to him all the time. I, and I'm only, I just celebrated my one-year wedding anniversary, so... Uh, I'm, I'm, start, I'm still uh, learning. Yeah. Coop, Coop told me i got to get at least five years in before I can call myself an official married man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you get 56 in, I'll tell you what you call yourself then. 56 years? Congratulations. Uh, oh, wonderful. She's yeah. a great lady. What is the secret? Uh, I was gone half the time. <laughs> That's like mine. That's like mine. Yeah, Coop, like mine. Coop, Coop travels more than <laughs> he's home. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she says all the time. <laughs> okay. It was very easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I want to go back to the story you were telling um, when you didn't have your hook down. Because to a layman, I, it, this seems like the, the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen to you. So when, when you're landing on an aircraft carrier and you don't have your hook down, one, how do you know? Because well, you haven't hit the, the wire. Is that it? Like you, you didn't hit the wire, so you know that you're going to keep going? No, the, 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 the beauty of the angle deck, we used to have these strict deck carriers. Yes, sir. If you land without the hook down there, you go plowing into a bunch of other airplanes and die. Right. But they perfected the angle deck. Actually, the Brits perfected the angle deck, and we all of our carriers have the angle deck. So if you land and you don't catch a wire, you just take off and go around and do it so again. So you have enough power to well, keep continue on. Yeah, and jet engines are slow to spool up. So as soon as you as soon as you touch down, you go to full power. Okay, okay. And the hook drags that wire out, and, and you know because you, you when you stop, you know it. There's no question You'll about feel, it. You feel, yeah, okay. If you if you don't get it, you know you got the power forward, and you just take off and go do it again. And uh, you call yourself a lot of stupid things if you forget to put the hook down. 
But it's got to happen at least once everybody, I'm assuming. Well, if you have bolters. That's what you call them when you, you're supposed to catch a wire and you don't. But people who don't have their hooks down are just dumb. <laughs> so at what point did you decide, I want to get into upper levels of military and becoming keep uh, get on that track? What got you on that track to becoming an admiral? Wow. Uh, you know, people ask me, why did you stay in the Navy? And I said, well, I just never decided to get out. <laughs> and I had a very fortunate career. I, I had, I was, you know, I, I got all the right commands, and, and I worked for some wonderful people. But more importantly, I had wonderful people working for me. And they took care of me in times when I needed a lot of help. Uh, and I, I was just uh, very fortunate to be, in many cases, at the right place at the right time. Was it Was it your... I mean, was it ever in your head that you wanted to become a Navy admiral, or, no. or did it just kind of happen? No, I, I mean, never, I never dreamed I'd be an admiral. I, I, my my goal in life, at first goal, was to command a, an attack squadron. Okay. Oh, that's a big deal. You know, you're 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 the catch me out. You got 17 pilots working for you. You got your own airplanes. You go out fly anytime you want. And then the next step is an air wing commander, and I managed to pop into that. And uh, then, of course, the next step is a deep craft, which is a large ship, not a carrier, okay. but it's kind of a training ground. And then when you get that, you obviously you would like to get an aircraft carrier. And I did that. And I got the USS America, which is the best carrier they ever had in the world. And I love the call sign. Every ship has its own call sign. And the America's call sign was Courage. Huh. And it's the greatest call sign in the world. Yes, sir. Anyway, I commanded carrier. And then from there, went to had a couple of tours in in, uh, in the Pentagon and ended up uh, going to uh, Germany as the director of operations <clears throat> for a couple of years and during the time when the wall came down. Very exciting time. Uh, and after that, I came back to the uh, Pentagon and uh, three years there, then I was promoted to four stars and went to Naples as the commander of U.S. Naval Forces Europe, commander-in-chief Allied Forces Southern Europe. And after a year, I moved into Bosnia and took over as the commander of the implementation force. Okay. And those were, the carrier was the best job I ever had. The last job I had at Bosnia was the most interesting, challenging, uh, frustrating job I think I've ever had in my life. Uh, but now, what would you say was the most challenging part of it? Was it just all of the, because you're working with NATO and all the bureaucratic things you have to deal with and all the possibly political games you have to play as part of this rather than just when you're commanding a carrier, you give an order, they follow the order, <laughs> right. or they get off the boat. <laughs> right. No, I throw them off the boat. <laughs> no, but I, I, I used to say I had command but not control in, in Bosnia. I had 54,000 troops from 37 different nations, and uh, every nation had their own set of rules. Uh-huh. And they could actually, you know, I'd give them order, they could say no. Uh, I'd say, okay, when I had the carry, I'd, I'd say, okay, let's turn left, and 5,000 people turn left. Right, right. I'd tell them to go, you know, keep, do something in Bosnia, they'd take a vote. And uh, there were a lot of politics involved. And probably one of the most uh, the most important person on my staff in Bosnia was a fellow by the name of Peter Fife. Peter was a he was a Dutchman. He'd been in NATO as a uh, as a, a politico. And when he came to Bosnia, he asked the dumbest questions. I mean, I couldn't believe that the, 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 these questions would come out of his mouth. And suddenly, my trusted executive assistant, Rusty Petrie looked at me and said, Admiral, that's the best gift you could possibly have. Those are the questions that his bosses were going to be asking, and you got to have an answer for them. So <laughs> you're going to have to talk to him in his language. And so I came to realize that, that diplomats and politicians don't understand Navy or 
military talk. Right. They, most of them have never been in the Navy or the military. And so if you don't tell them exactly what you think, then you deserve what you get. <laughs> and I had a fault for being somewhat blunt. Okay. And and I, it wasn't a fault. I mean, I, I didn't get fired or anything like that. I just got in a little bit of trouble. But uh, I did what I thought I had to do, and I didn't ask a lot of permission. It was much easier to apologize than to ask permission. So I just did it. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> that is absolutely very true, 100%. <laughs> we are here talking with Admiral Layden W. Smith, Jr., formerly of NATO and of the United States Navy, uh, who led the USS America, the United States carrier, call sign Courage. Absolutely. Was the carrier the, the largest at the time? The, no, the, the America was not the largest. The, the nuclear-powered carriers were coming online, and uh, they are several feet longer and, okay. and uh, several hundred tons heavier. Okay. But, you know, it's when you get – it's hard to tell the difference between a 95,000-ton carrier and a 100,000-ton carrier. Right. It's, it's big. Yeah, but they're all big. We used to call it the, 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 law, of, uh, the, the law of heavy. You know, if, if you're – and if, if anybody's ever in doubt who's right, just who's who's going to make the biggest dent in you when when they hit you. <laughs> so obviously you've had a long you had a long career in the Navy and working with all these different uh, you know, facets of the military. What is the biggest change you noticed over the course of your career as things kind of advanced? You know, technology became a lot more involved. It advanced in a lot of varying ways. What was the biggest thing you saw that kind of changed how you know you had to work your day to day life even? Well, obviously, technology is the biggest thing. <clears throat> We've got things today that we can do that uh, we could never do back when I was flying. Today, if you want to, if you want to put a 200-pound explosive inside somebody's second-story window into the bathroom and have it blow up two days from now, you can do that. Right. Uh, there are just all kinds of ways to to conduct warfare, and it's not all good. Uh, it's, first of all, there's nothing good about warfare. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to do it, and you, you better get on with it. Uh, the, one of the things that bothers me a little bit is the, in, the, the communications are so good that you could talk to the guy that's got the rifle on his shoulder in the field. And unfortunately, in a previous administration, that's exactly what happened. So you got somebody in your sights, and you got to ask permission to pull the trigger, and it goes through this rigmarole process. Waiting for the them time, to tell yeah, you yes. Wow. And by the time it, you get the yes answer back, the target's gone. That has changed. Um, I'm happy to say that uh, the rules of engagement are such that on-scene commanders now have much more authority. They're given a broad, what I call, mission guidance. They know what they're supposed to do. They're given, obviously, they're given some restrictions to their rules, those rules of engagement. But, but there are things left to their judgment. Absolutely. Which is important because that's what you're trained for. I yes. mean, that, that, is, that is the whole yeah. purpose well, of all of this. It's like uh, Roger Miller used to say, if I do it wrong, hang me to hang me. I don't know. I, I will tell you that by the time you get to the point where you're in a position to make those decisions, you have been through a lot of, of training and a lot of practical situations, and quite frankly, you have probably experienced some of them as a young officer. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they're, they're making good decisions. We've got good people out there. They're smart. Uh, they know how to use this technology. Hell, I, I didn't know how to turn on a computer when I was on active. I didn't want to turn on a computer. <laughs> Uh, and I didn't, the best, the most, most, I guess my advanced piece of equipment was a telephone. Wow. I mean, a cell phone, it, they just came out. And uh, I didn't like it because I had to talk to my boss more than I wanted. 
<laughs> we all know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a short little break. When we come back, we are going to talk to the Admiral about how he influenced Gene Hackman's character Ooh. in Behind Enemy <laughs> yeah. Lines. And apparently he's got a great story about it. You movie buffs, oh, get yeah. ready for it. I look forward to it because Gene Hackman is one hell of a legendary Ooh, guy. And I'm sure it's an excellent story. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too! Yes, it's mandatory. Mike Bellady has collaborated with industry legends Don Pepin Garcia, Manuel Quesada, and Ernesto Perez Carrillo to make some of the industry's most highly touted cigars. Through his company, MLB Cigars, Mike brings you four incredible and unique blends. Imperia, Imperia Islero, Imperia Aventador, and the David P. Ehrlich Tremont. MLB Cigars are made with the best minds in the industry. Visit us at MLBCigarVentures.com and follow us on social media. Imperia and David P. Ehrlich Cigars. Developed by legends, smoked by connoisseurs. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the Decade. Try it. In the heart of Santiago, Dominican Republic, on the rolling floor at La Aurora Cigar Factory is a section reserved only for the elite. Cigar rollers work for over 10 years to simply get the opportunity to make a historic cigar. Those cigars are La Aurora Preferidos. Featuring six different wrappers in a perfecto shape, take part in the legendary tradition that started the Dominican cigar industry. Look to the lion. La Aurora Cigars, king of the pride since 1903. Looking for something unique and awesome? Smoke Oscar Valdaris Cigars. 2012 Connecticut. 2012 Corojo. 2012 Maduro. The Oscar Habano. The Oscar Maduro. My Way. And our latest creation, Oscar Valdaris Cicerone Edition. A great cigar that comes in five different collectible boxes with an amazing exclusive artwork. Remember, Oscar has something unique and awesome waiting for you. Ask for Oscar Cigars in your favorite cigar shop. Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust and its master ligador, Steve Saka, is crafting the very finest cigars available today. One such brand is his Todos Los Dias. This liga is very smooth with tastes of dark chocolate and figs with a nice sweet chili pepper that escalates in warmth as you smoke it. On the palate, it feels like a medium-bodied smoke, but it is lying to you as the cigar is quite strong. From the first puff, there is no doubt of the origin of Todos Los Dias or that it is intended solely for the seasoned cigar smoker. Viva Nicaragua! To Affinity and beyond. That is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. Insurance companies have a very unique business model that the general public doesn't understand. Insurance companies make profit only one way, taking in premiums and paying out less on claims than they take in premiums. In doing this, they oftentimes deny legitimate people with viable claims fair compensation. We know accidents happen. They happen every day. 
the good thing about insurance is it helps people do the right thing when they've caused accidents. You know, if I cause an accident, the first thing I want to do is make sure the person is okay, the, per- the person's taken care of. Insurance gives us the ability to do the right thing. Unfortunately, the insurance company uh, treats people like statistics instead of human beings. And that's why you need an experienced attorney to make sure the insurance company does the right thing. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in Southern Pines, North Carolina. I am Adam K., the Brewmeister. With me, of course, today, Paul, the producer. Hey, hey, hey. And sitting in all the way from Charlotte, Mr. William Cooper. Hey Coop, there. Thanks for coming by. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And we are here talking with our special guest, uh, Admiral Leighton Smith, Jr. Admiral, thank you for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Uh, before we went to break, we teased about your influence, Gene Hackman's character in the film Beyond Enemy Lines, also starring Owen Wilson. And apparently you've got a great story about this. Please, I am dying to know. Well, first of all, I had nothing to do with that movie, uh, and it had almost nothing to do with the actual event that occurred. Right. That's uh, what we've heard. As, 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 as oftentimes you have to do that in, in oh, yeah. late, I mean, the, inflate the stories for Dramatization, film. I can yeah. understand that, but... Uh, Scott O'Grady was shot down on the 2nd of June, 1995. He's flying an F-16. He was uh, The Serbs had moved an SA-6 SAM underneath the position where he was flying, and we did not know it was there. Uh, there's a side story to that, but we won't get into it. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, might still be classified. <laughs> well, actually, no. It, 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 we, we got a sniff of an SA-6 radar about three minutes before he was shot down, but because of the message got, message got garbled, the actual information didn't get to the right pick of people until 10 seconds after he got shot okay, down. Okay, okay. Uh, but anyway, we didn't know whether he was dead or alive because uh, he was above a, an, over, an undercast. So when his airplane got hit, it literally broke in half and tumbled through the clouds, and his flight leader did not see an ejection. We didn't have any emergency beeper because that normally happens automatically. Uh, we didn't hear him on the radio, so we had no idea whether he was dead or alive. Uh I had a gentleman by the name of Mike Ryan, who was the air component commander in that particular command, and, and he and I had been in Vietnam together, and and we would see instances where people were shot down and supposedly KIA, killed in action, and we'd see him walking down the street of Hanoi three weeks later. <laughs> okay. So, so there's always it, an option. Yeah, know. I mean, we just made it a, a point, okay, we're not going to, we're going to prove that he's dead. Right. Not try to prove that he's alive. So we... We had some doubts, but we flew something like 500 missions looking for him during a period of a week. And in the meantime, uh, I had moved the USS Kearsarge up into the uh, into the area next, close to the Croatian coast because I wanted to be sure that if we got somebody else shot down, we could go get them in a hurry. They had a the the Kearsarge had a Marine Expeditionary Unit aboard, and part of that was a trap team, tactical recovery of aircraft and personnel. And commanding that unit was a fellow by the name of Marty Burnt, with whom I had worked in, in Europe a couple of years earlier. Anyway, uh, O'Grady gets shot down. We find, we look and look and look. And, and finally, one night, the 8th, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I was in my headquarters up in London, England, and the phone rings. And it's Mike Ryan, the air component commander. He said, Basher 5-2 has just checked in. We've got good comms. Well, Basher 5-2 was the name, the call sign of, the, of Scott O'Grady. 
I had purposely not learned his name because I knew I would be interviewed by the press, and I didn't want to make a slip up and give him his name. Okay. Yeah. So we uh, we I called. You know, I went down to the command center, and, and I got a hold of Marty on the Kearsarge, and not surprisingly, they had heard the communications, and he had already started getting his people ready. And to cut to the chase, I we tried to put this package together and, and go down as quick as we could. I finally had to call Marty and say, he's got two choices. You can go in and cover under cover of darkness, but we won't have fixed-wing air cover, or you can wait till daybreak, and we should have a good, a good uh, number of... Uh, fixed-wing aircraft to, to cover for you if, if something happens. He said, I'll get right back to you. So he called back a little bit later, and he said, I've talked to my pilots. They'd like to wait till daybreak <clears throat> and for the air coverage. I said, fine. So we put everything together, and, of course, I'd been keeping my boss informed. And uh, I, call, I even called the Commandant of the Marine Corps, who was a friend of mine, Carl Mundy, and I said, Commandant, I'm about ready to send your Marines into harm's way. And he said, Snuffy, that's exactly why they're there. So <clears throat> I had his blessing. Turned out I, I didn't have the blessing of a lot of other people, but that was okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I called Marty and, and I said, "Okay, when you get ready, go." And uh, I then picked up the phone and I started to call my. I, I was calling my boss to tell him I was going to request permission, and I remembered a story: "Keep the monkey on your back." If I request permission, he's going to want to know everything about that mission because I've just given him the responsibility for it. Right. When he picked up the phone, of course, it's now 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, whatever. And he picked up the phone, and I said, uh, Boss, this is Snuffy. I've given the order to execute. And he said, fine, good luck. Call me and let me know what goes on. I, he hung up the phone. I called Marty and told him to execute. So anyway, the monkey was on my back, which is not bad. <clears throat> Marty did a wonderful job, the heroes of the organization. They went in and grabbed him and, and brought him back out. Well, uh, there was a, there's a rules of engagement, and I had chopped, which means I put the Bermuda under NATO operational control, which I was not authorized to do. Okay. The bad part about it is NATO has different rules of engagement than the U.S. forces. <laughs> and thank God I got food, good people working for me. I said that before. And Rusty said to me, hey, boss, you got to give them the rules of engagement. The, the rules will change. So I, I called up Marty and I said, your rules of engagement are as follows. If anyone attempts to impede you in the execution of your mission, they're to be declared a hostile force and dealt with accordingly, which means you're cleared to use deadly force. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that became a big contentious item. And, and he, he said, and was quoted in a book about it, I knew Admiral Snuffy. I've known him before. I know where he is now. I know exactly where he's going to be when I come out, no matter what happens. So they went in and got O'Grady and came back out. And then O'Grady became an instant hero. I still maintain he did a wonderful job, but the real heroes were the Marines. So as it turned out, O'Grady goes back to the States, and he gets invited to the White House for lunch. And I thought, that's not fair. (laughs) So I found out the Kearsarge was coming into Naples, which is where my headquarters were. And I lived in a house that only a country could afford, 11,500 square feet of living area. So I got hold of this young lady that worked for me, Barbara Ford. She is the absolute... Energizer Bunny on steroids. I've never seen anything like her. I said, Barbara, <laughs> I want to have a reception at our house for the Marines. Make it happen. So she said, well, how many do you want? I said, I want every Marine that touched anything to do with that mission. So it happened to be the 23rd of June, my 33rd wedding <coughs> anniversary. And so I, uh, we put this whole thing in motion, and, and Barbara called Marty, and he says, does he want them all? 
And she said, every single one of them. We'll have buses there to pick them up. So we, 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 all this is going in, and I call up Dottie, and I said, I'm giving you one hell of a anniversary present. <laughs> she said, what's that? I said, about 150 Marines are coming over at 6 o'clock tonight for beer and shrimp. She, oh, my God. And so we put the staff to work, and it did turn out perfect. And to sort of add a little fun to this, my daughter was at, uh, at uh, College of Charleston, and she was home on uh, for summer break, and she had a friend with her named Julie, and they are just knock-dead gorgeous gals, both of them. I mean, really. And I'm watching these Marines prancing around these two girls all night long. <laughs> you know, and, and, of course, they're all preening. And, they, and these kids, I mean, they just look great. These slim waist muscles. I used to have a Marine. He worked for me as an orderly. I called him 32. Why did I call him 32? He had a 32-inch neck, 32-inch waist, 32-inch biceps, and I think he had a 32 IQ. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, when Marty started lining up his guys to leave the party, I grabbed him by the stack and swivel. I said, Bert, I want you to take a muster when you get on those buses. It better not be a Marine left in this house when I get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Keep him out of here. It was a great, great story. The Marines, again, I, I could, they're just wonderful people. And... Uh, to, to put a, an explanation point on this, I went to see them the day after the rescue. I went to Aviano where the Air Force pilots had been pulled out of bed in the middle of the night, sent on a mission, basically being briefed as they were taxiing out the takeoff. Uh, <clears throat> I went to the Marines who did the, who did the, the, the gut work. And every one of them, every one of them to a person said, thank you. That means something. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Admiral, thank you very much. That is a phenomenal yep. story. It has been a pleasure having you. You thank have you. been an absolute joy. Thank you for your service, sir. Yes, well, uh, thank you. It has been an honor having you. We greatly appreciate it, and uh, good luck in everything else you do. Enjoy retirement. Well, I'm going to enjoy retirement a lot more now than I've got a place I can drink whiskey at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Come and see Steve. Absolutely. Thank you very much. All right. Admiral so Layton Smith. When we come back, we're going to talk to William Cooper and Carol Lee Martin. Keep it lit. Win a date with Adam K., the brewmeister. Tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> I'm overjoyed. It's, um, I didn't even have breakfast. I just went out the house. Win a date with Adam K., the brewmeister. It's already changing my life. I'm thinking of, <laughs> like, with the family, with myself, uh, having the accessibility and the option is, is really what it's, what it's about. Win a date with the brewmeister. One of the things is that you can go with your kids and, like, have memories and, like, go on road trips, so it's also a bonding thing for the family. It's nice sometimes to just have the, uh, the freedom to go on a ride, you know, just take a drive. Well, we're going to make that happen. Win a date with the Brewmeister. And the winner is... We'll never know really what her true feelings are. Wow. She's not allowed to share those feelings, wow. but she's also used to uh, meeting controversial figures, but wow. I think the fact that the meeting went over by 17 minutes indicates that they were perhaps quite enjoying their tea together. Win a date with Adam K, the Brewmeister. Dutch Street, of course. That's fantastic. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too! Yes, it's mandatory. The Southeast Club of the Year is Spearmint Rhino, where every night is a party surrounded by the hottest entertainers from around the world. Start your week like a rock star with Magnum Mondays, Belvedere, and Moe Magnums. Only $100. Keep it going with $10 Tuesdays, $10 dances all day, all night. Every Warrior Wednesday, they salute those who serve with 20% off tabs and $100 bottles for first responders and active military. Offering drink and food specials daily and guest DJs 
DJ's weekly experiment Rhino is South Florida Sports Headquarters. Watch your favorite sporting events, including boxing and UFC matches that can all be viewed from many large screen HD TVs. Party in South Florida's best adult playground and head over to Spearmint Rhino and mention at the door, Honest Abe sent you for free entry. That's right, free entry. Also available to all military with valid ID. For more information or employment opportunities, visit SpearmintRhino.com or stop by in person. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Broadcasting live here in Southern Pines, North Carolina. It's a lovely day and we are happy to be here broadcasting in front of a live studio audience from the Smoky North Carolina. Enjoying some cigars, a little whiskey. It's the way to, only way to start the morning. With me, of course, Paul, the producer. I'm having, I'm having my first cigar since I had my oral surgery and I'm like loving life now because I feel like I'm back from the dead. Back from the dead. Good way yeah. to put it. And uh, joining us still, <laughs> Mr. William Cooper of CigarCoop.com. Howdy, howdy. Cigar-coop.com. I know, I always yeah. say that, but that time I just kind of slipped that through. That hyphen there. got to put that hyphen in there. The it, hyphen is important. Did you ever think about trying to buy just CigarCoop.com? I did, but... Um, Does somebody own it? Somebody owns it, yeah, and it's not cheap. So. No, I'm sure oh, he's got a nice price they, tag They on probably it. got you by the, they bet you got the, the, the cojones on that one where they're not going to give it up. Exactly. Are they even putting any content through on it or doing anything with it? Nope, it's just one of those that's uh, kind of parked out there. And they keep and they keep renewing it. Well, I tried to get it uh, eight years ago, and I couldn't get it. Well, the problem is when it becomes available, they still have a period of time to, to take it, right? They have first right of refusal even if their their uh, ownership lapses yeah, or something? Yeah, something with that, yeah. Wow. But well, I own a few other cigar coops without the uh, .com, so. Oh, like, oh, dot like net, the .net, the .org. Yeah. The dot, did you get the .gov yet? No, I didn't get the .gov. <laughs> didn't get the .gov. No, Can no. you buy the .gov? I haven't tried. That, that Maybe a fun one. .org. Cigarcoop.gov, where we're <laughs> keeping you up to date on the FDA and the things they're trying to do <laughs> to screw us over. Wonderful. Uh, yes. And joining us for our second hour, Carolee Martin of General Cigars. Carolee, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Hey, Carolee, get a little bit closer to Coop there. He doesn't, Don't he won't be shy. Hard. I, I heard this was a radio show. I didn't know I was going to be on TV, you know, on the camera, so I Facebook didn't line. my hair or anything. You so. look great. <laughs> you have nothing to worry about. It's all good. Exactly. All right. Worry. Coop's in the spotlight for this segment. Uh, oh, yes. With that, let's see this week what, what's going on in the news with Coop. Hey, y'all, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. All right, Coop, what's happening in the news this week? Well, let's get the uh, FDA update out of the way. Ah, well, oh, I didn't know there was one. Oh, yes, there was something from yeah. last week, but because we were off, we didn't get to cover it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and this is kind of an important one that is could have some, you know, springboard effects in the future, maybe? Yeah, yeah, and it's giving you a little insight into what the FDA is thinking over the next year or so. So this week, the FDA published something which is called the Unified Regulatory Agenda, and they do this semi-annually, and it basically what it is, it's, it's an update on where FDA is with the rulemaking process, and it gives you some insights into what they're thinking. Finally, so, we have some kind of an idea of what they're thinking, because well, before we have always thought nothing. We're yeah. just assuming. They're giving yeah. us nothing. Yeah, and I, and I wish I had something good to say about it. Um, I don't. So there's two key things that came out of it. Uh, 
The first up is that the FDA is basically said they are looking at a potential uh, ban on flavored tobacco. And that's the first time they've kind of come out and said they All flavored tobacco. All flavored tobacco. And we've seen this go on now in the past few weeks over on the e-cigarette end of things. Now, for the first time, we're hearing it on the, to- you know, the traditional tobacco, including premium cigars. But all flavored tobacco except menthol, correct? Probably. Because that's always the that, exception. Yeah. Because that's the biggest seller. And, yeah. and that's been a whole other debate in itself. <laughs> so now they haven't made a rule. They've done what's called a pre-rule, which is kind of saying, we're putting that out there and we're thinking that. And, um, you know, there was a big um, advance notice of public rulemaking earlier in the year where the FDA was asking for comments on the whole future of flavored tobacco. And um, obviously they already have their mindset where they're heading with this. Now it's going to be interesting to see if, what happens over the next few months. On the traditional end of things, it wasn't – I heard different reports on this. I didn't think the news was good on the traditional end of things either because there was also a ANPRM on how or if premium cigars should be regulated. And there were a bunch of comments submitted. And the FDA in this unified regulatory agenda came back and they said, we didn't get any comments that demonstrated scientific data on why the premium cigar industry should get an exemption. We had that two years ago when the New England Journal of Medicine published it, their report. Their own, their own study. Yes. Their own study came out and said that pre- children aren't smoking premium cigars. That they funded. Yes. Right? That they funded. And they're saying there's – and look, there were a lot of comments in that AMPRM which were not what the FDA was looking for. And I think that was a little bit of a problem. But the bottom line, there's still a comments that reference scientific data. That was one of them. If you look at what Dr. Gabby Caffey submitted. I was just going to – Very yeah. good stuff. Uh, you know, CRA and IPCBR, they've done a good job as well. There's comments out there, but for them to say that, again, it's giving an insight. Basically, they're saying, we don't care. Right, and that's kind of the longstanding thing we've had is they haven't really, I mean, there have been a lot of different comment periods. We put a lot of comments out there, and they've always come back and just said, well, we see your comment, but eh. Eh, we don't want, we don't eh. Yeah. <laughs> eh. yeah. Well, thank you for your comment. So, yeah, anyone who's thinking this new FDA, I'm telling you, their their way of thinking is not changed much, in my opinion. But they put something out there. They put something out there. This is where CRA and IPCBR are going to really earn their bucks right now because they're going to have to now go in there and really start lobbying and advocating for us. And I think I have some confidence with with the job they're doing right now. Which, the other crazy part is that, like, it's almost five years ago now or four years ago where the IPCPR, the CRA, literally had a plan going forward where they were going to say, okay, we'll give you all flavored cigars. We'll give that to you. We'll, We'll get rid of those. We'll just cut that out. Just give us premium, and then that whole thing fell through. Well, there's a, a big, there's a big, there's inter- a big to do and a big eternal thing about all yeah. that. But that was just a yeah. why because because you're talking infused cigars versus no, it was just all flavored and infused was getting lumped in that as well. Okay, okay, yeah. so a premium cigar that's an infused cigar would be the same as like a cherry. They were going to give them all that, yeah. Okay, I, I think you know that's exactly, and you know, that caused a whole rift in the cigar yeah. industry too. Right. But, all right, so what else? Let's uh, move on to happier term things, <laughs> hopefully. Well, there, there, is some, there is some exciting stuff happening. Um, Mombacho Cigars, uh, Claudio Stroy. Who's hey, our buddy. Our buddy, uh, who's been on the show, a friend of the show. Yeah. Um, they have a really exciting project coming out. Uh, they have a line that's coming out called Casa Favilli, which is named after their factory in Granada. Okay. Now, what's exciting about this line is the wrapper they're going to be using on this cigar. They are going to be bringing in a Nicaraguan-grown broadleaf wrapper, which is something you don't see. No. 
you see Connecticut Broadleaf, you see Pennsylvania Broadleaf, but they're going to be working with a Nicaraguan Broadleaf for this line. You know what that says to me? Very limited production. Yeah, <laughs> well, in fact, what you're hearing is already there's going to be a very limited release at the end of this year, and then there'll be a launch in 2019 um, on that. Um, so that's going to be, you know, they're going to have three sizes, Robusto, Toro, Torpedo, all Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah. Um, but it is something that uh, is exciting, at least, to look forward to. I think I, it's something for me I'm, I'm excited about. Well, it's always interesting when somebody tries something that's never been done before and to see if it'll be successful and if it can be good and then if it gets copied, because that's usually what happens in the industry. Somebody puts something out and everybody decides to copy it. That's exactly what happens. So apparently they've gotten the, the jump on this. It was supposed to come out at IPCPR. It got delayed. Um, As things do. They had a lot of issues, too, with the whole Nicaraguan crisis. Oh, uh, sure. Oh, being yeah. in Granada, which is not in Esteli, it's outside of Managua, they've had more impacts as far as some of the uh, unrest there has impacted them more of getting product out. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So they've had a harder time. They've had a harder time, yeah. And he doesn't have an expansive product line to begin with, right? Like, for him to come out with another... Or, or am I incorrect? No, this, you is, can only that third, this is only going to be that third regular production line. Because we, we know what the Caseca, is that, is that one That's of That's a limited. The yeah. are limited, but they have the Liga uh, Maestro okay. and the Tierra Volcan. Right, okay. and that's it. Right, so, okay. yeah. All right, Coop, what else is happening this week? Um, another, so this is another piece of, I think, something exciting. So we hear the word collaboration thrown out in the cigar industry. All the time. It's All, the thing. It's the thing, but, you know... When you look under the surface with these collaborations, they're really not collaborations, right? Uh, they're basically someone just going to another factory. Yeah. We have a real collaboration that's coming out right now, and it's two, the two parties are two big players in the industry, A.J. Fernandez uh-huh. and Hochi Blanco. And Hochi Blanco is a grower and a tobacco factory owner in the Dominican Republic who's making a lot of cigars for a lot of people. Okay. So these two are two factory owners and two growers coming together for a cigar, which you don't hear about a lot. Usually it's like a brand owner with this factory. So they're coming out with a new San Latano cigar called San Latano Dominicano. And what's happening is AJ's bringing the Nicaraguan tobacco. Hochi's bringing the Dominican tobacco. They've settled on a Brazilian wrapper. Huh. Production's going to happen at Hochi's factory in the Dominican Republic. And distribution will happen through AJ's Fernandez cigars through the San Latano line. So it's a real collaboration. It's a real collaboration. um, Putting a lot of pieces together. Yeah, now, apparently I've been talking to people. Hochi and AJ have had a relationship for a long time. Um, So this is not like they just, but I think it's obviously something they've been thinking of. Um, And we should start seeing this cigar, I think, towards the end of this year right now. Okay. Which I'm pretty excited about. Very cool. Interesting. Very nice. All right. So, Coop, what's happening this week on Cigar-Coop.com? A couple of reviews are coming out. Speaking of AJ Fernandez, we're going to have the Bay Artes Maduro coming out. Okay. We're going to have a uh, Aladino Corojo Reserva review. And we on, just had him on. Yep. Yep. And on the primetime show, we're going to have a couple guys who were on this show about a month ago, Alec and Bradley Rubin. Ah. Yep. Have you had Have you had the uh, their, their first cigar yet? I have. You've had the Blind Faith. I, what did I, you think? I liked it. It was definitely the strongest Alec Bradley I have ever had. I, I actually was not prepared for it, and, and Adam told me, he said, have it after dinner. Yeah, and, it, and, it, <laughs> and it was good. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I did too, and I, I, think, I think what Alec Bradley's doing with the Magic Toast, this is the other new cigar, I was really impressed with that cigar as well. Very so true. So I think they got some exciting nope. stuff coming we're gonna out. Have, we're going to have Alan, actually, the, the dad. Alan's going to be Alan's on the... Alan's in the audience, uh, I well, We do have an Alan Rubin here, <laughs> uh, but he's going he's gonna to be on the show hopefully around Christmas time. 
we're trying to get him to come on. So, so that would be a great interview. Yeah, well, I listen, I, he's been on the show before, but not in person, yes. correct? Yeah. So we're, we're going to have him. And those guys, they're a great interview, man. You know, when he when Alan was on this show uh, last time, that was after the whole cigar aficionado yep. thing. Which they had a lot, you know, a lot of challenges getting number one cigar of the year, and he was very open about that. Yeah, he said it was the worst thing that could have happened yeah. to us at the time. Yep. Yep. yep, and he was very forthcoming with all of that. It was yeah. a very great interview. All right, Scoop, thanks for keeping us informed this week. Once again, make sure you check out cigar-coop.com, and soon, cigar-coop.gov <laughs> for all the latest information <laughs> you not, could possibly find. He's not going anywhere, though. He's going to stick around. He's going to stick around, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Carolee Martin of General Cigars. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Bold and complex. That is the new Romeo San Andres by Romeo Lieta. Using the very best San Andres wrapper leaf available in the market, Rafael Nadal and AJ Fernandez collaborated together to create a new standard among San Andres cigars. Medium to full-bodied. This cigar is bountiful in both flavor and aroma. Available nationally for the first time, Romeo San Andres is a cigar you do not want to miss. Make sure to get one today at your local tobacconist. Romeo San Andres by Romeo Julieta. Make your next bold journey an epic one. When it comes to cigars, only one brand delivers intense, unforgettable experiences. Camacho. In continuing this fearless tradition, Camacho brings you the newest addition to its arsenal of badass. The new Camacho BXP. Intense, box-pressed, and crafted with rugged American broadleaf fillers from Pennsylvania. Available in Connecticut, Corojo, and Ecuador. Outfit your next bold journey with the new Camacho BXP. Known the world over as the Rolls-Royce of cigars. With unparalleled packaging and superb quality, Gurkha cigars are works of art that feature the rarest and best tobaccos in the industry, offering a flavor profile for every palate. The highly rated Gurkha brand creates a luxurious experience for even the most discriminating cigar smoker. So treat yourself today with an unparalleled cigar smoking experience. Visit GurkhaCigars.com to find a purveyor of Gurkha cigars near you. To Affinity and beyond, that is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. For more information and to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Ventura Cigar Company is a boutique cigar brand born in sunny Southern California. Ventura Cigar Company is on a mission to create memorable, complex cigar blends that excite the senses and reward discriminating palates. Experience the Cigar Aficionado number 13 Cigar of the Year. The archetype, Axis Mundi. Rise up, step up, look up, fire up, and leave compromise behind with Ventura Cigar Company. Check them out online at VenturaCigar.com. Monte Cristo has set the standard once again. 
turning back the hands of time by utilizing a long-forgotten, unique aging process that harmonizes the flavors of the wrapper, binder, and filler with the use of small pilones. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured is an exquisite cigar you must try now. Available nationally for the first time, Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured features a 2006 Nicaraguan Rosado Oscuro wrapper that is both beautiful and distinctive. This cigar is a masterpiece no one should miss. Make sure you get one today at your local tobacconist. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured. Since their humble beginnings in 1998, Drew Estate has believed that the production floor is the crossroads between art and passion and where the real magic takes place. Drew Estate Master Blender Willie Herrera has crafted a unique medium-bodied line extension that is creamy, lush, and ultra-smooth and finished off with a flawless shade wrapper that delivers satisfaction in spades. Continuing the story from their factory floor, it is with great bravado that the Drew Estate presents Under Crown Shade, a true Drew experience. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Broadcasting live in Southern Pines, North Carolina. I am Adam K., the brewmeister. Sitting with me today, Mr. Paul, the producer. I'm over here in the corner. Yes, we put baby in the corner all the time. (laughs) It's what we do here. And sitting to my right, my right-hand man, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. William Cooper. Howdy, howdy. The guy that came through today when uh, Honest Abe was nowhere to be found, Coop showed up and saved our lives. I got to talk to Abe, man. I I'm, I wanted to see him here today. Well, when you talk to him, you tell me, because I haven't talked to him today. Okay. <laughs> if anyone, if there's an Honest Abe sighting, just... Let us know. Yeah, seriously. If anybody that's that's watching on Facebook Live or listening to us, uh, you know, in any of the markets that we're on right now, let us know if you see him. Take pictures. Send yeah, them. Wow. Hey, we're gonna see him in like a Mardi Gras outfit somewhere. Yeah, exactly. that, you know, <laughs> having a party. <laughs> he probably went to Oktoberfest. Is wearing some lederhosen. You know, I'm going tomorrow. Yeah. At the uh, South Florida. No, it's at the German Club. Yep. Oh my goodness. In Florida, Lederhosen, right? It is. I don't. You know what? I am a little bit German. I guess I should own Lederhosen. No, don't even go. Invest there. in the quality Lederhosen, not the cheap Lederhosen. That's I, the only thing I have to say. I wow. feel like, but and South Florida. And if, and and if you like Lederhosen photos, make sure you check out the KMA Talk Radio <laughs> caption contest, where you could win a five pack of Recluse cigars by posting your best caption on the photo of me wearing Lederhosen, the cheap kind, and well, three oh, so guys dressed as ladies in Lederhosen. Or so there's a different name for it than Lederhosen. It's the female version of Lederhosen. But I forget a lot of people going to get Caroline hurt. has the hair. At least Peter Hernandez is in that picture. Well, we do have that one, too. Don't that's, go, uh, that's we're not going to pull that one out of the that's archive. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and joining us now is uh, Carolee Martin of General Cigars. Carolee, thank you for coming over. Well, thanks for having me. I Absolutely. It. And she had a little bit of a drive, too, right? Where you're based out of Charlotte? Yeah, I did. So what what is the ride from Charlotte? I don't even know. It's not bad. It, this time of day is not too bad. The Road Rage Avenger doesn't even have to come out. <laughs> oh, so that's a thing you have to deal with? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You, you, have, a, you have a little Road Rage Avenger in you? and it, What does it take to set that off? Wow. Not much. Oh. Not much. <laughs> I kind of want to see it. <laughs> i got to tell you, I don't know. I'm a little scared. i got to tell you, a little frightened. But it doesn't make me a bad person. Not at all. Not at no, all. no, no, no. All of us have a little Road Rage in us, and it occasionally happens because, well, there's a lot of bad drivers out there. They're doing a terrible job. Uh, <laughs> So, Carolee, give us a quick minute-and-a-half synopsis. So you were kind enough to grace us with these Punch Diablos that we are now smoking. This is uh, my jam. Absolutely. So what is the one-minute high synopsis of this cigar? Because I'm up, up against the hard out. All right. So it's an Ecuadorian Sumatra Oscuro wrapper. Um, so it's got that nice, deep, rich fullness to it. Uh, Connecticut Broadleaf Binder and Honduran and Nicaraguan uh, filler. So you get a lot of that woody, earthy 
It's a big, full cigar. I mean, it's not going to hurt your feelings, but you'll definitely know it's there. <laughs> and it's AJ, right? AJ yeah, it's another AJ blend. Yep. Hey, another speaking collaboration. of collaboration. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, that's a callback, folks. That's a callback. <laughs> Uh, and these just came out this year? Yes, they did. They came out at the trade show. Ah, and you were telling us this is your favorite yeah. of the new stuff or just in general of all the it's general my, products? It's uh, my top five smoke. Hey, you got that joke. You know, and that top five is always a floating thing, but I think this is going to hold a, it's gonna hold a position so is this for a your, long time. So this is your go-to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My samples go missing. It's really weird. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what happens. I, I think I should do an investigation. There might be an arsonist in my car. Not sure. You know what? There's an arsonist in my car all the time. It just, ah, uh, it's a shame. And even I in the humidor. I know. He's a terrible person. <laughs> yep. There's an arsonist in the humidor, and you're like, wait, I had more cigars here. Where did Pretty they go? Sure they went missing. I know. I'll have to put an insurance claim in for a series of small fires. <laughs> It's totally true. All right. We are up against the hard out. We are going to have more with Carolee Martin. Coop is going to stick around, and Paul's going to sit there and pretend like he knows what he's doing. I'll be here. All here on this, the 316th episode of KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live in Southern Pines, North Carolina, in front of a live studio audience. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Once in a lifetime, something comes along that changes the game. That time is now. The Blast by Infinity is the most advanced, scientifically proven multi-purpose protectant on the market today. The Blast eliminates all smoke and odor on contact and creates a long-lasting barrier of protection. The Blast works on clothing, textiles, and hard surfaces. Water-based, non-toxic, hypoallergenic, 100% guaranteed. Safe for human and pets. Visit InfinityOdorShield.com. Have you yet experienced a Toscano cigar? The full-bodied flavors and aromas of fire-cured tobacco and a long aging time makes smoking a Toscano cigar a unique and exciting experience. Since 1818, Toscano has been one of the best-selling cigars in the world. 200 years of tradition are hand-rolled in the unique shape of every Toscano cigar. Smoking a Toscano cigar is a way of life. Take part in a 200-year-old legacy of handmade, fire-cured Italian cigars. Available at your local premium cigar retailer. Cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Siri V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. 
A brand more than 100 years in the making, Particulares was established in Havana, Cuba in 1895, operating as an elite factory that would later introduce the world to classic brands such as Byron, Particulares, and even Monte Cristo. Now, Sindicato Cigars is proud to bring this historic brand back to life, partnering with the legendary Topsa factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, to reimagine this Cuban classic as a modern-day Nicaraguan puro. Transport yourself to a bygone era of Cuban nostalgia with Particulares by Sindicato. For more information, visit syndicato.com. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. To Affinity and beyond. That is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. Broadcasted live in front of a live studio audience in Southern Pines, North Carolina, on this beautiful fall October day in the 20th of October. You are in your element here. Like, this state brings something out in you. I don't know what it is. I love the Carolinas. You really do? Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful place. Would you retire to the Carolinas? Uh, I would move here tomorrow if I had an opportunity. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. good to know. Yeah, there you is, go. Was that you? Uh, is that what you were passing out before yeah. your resume to everybody yeah. here? Uh, that's that might have been the. Bet. I'm not saying yes or no. <laughs> I'm not saying I had documents prepared. I'm not saying I had anything wow. laminated it's a nice or cover you know, letter. possibly covered. You know, with a nice little glossy emboss on it. Oh, yeah. Fancy. Maybe, yeah. With me, of course, Paul, the producer, and Mr. William Cooper of Cigar-Coop.com. Thanks, Coop. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. <laughs> and we are talking with Carol Lee Martin of General Cigars. Before we went to break, we've been talking about these lovely Diablos that we are smoking that just were released this year at the IPCPR. And, you know, Carol, in between the breaks, we were talking about how you have a fun story about how you got here, because you've been in the industry for four years now? Yeah, I've been a cigar smoker for a long time, but only been in the cigar industry for the last four. Which prefaces my question with, what got you into cigars? Because, you know, there's not a lot of lady cigar smokers out there. They're kind of, unfortunately few and far between. Well, I think that's going to be uh, something we'll be saying in the past. Uh, I would like to hope so. And especially if they're single smokers. and available. Hi, I'm Adam. What a date, what a Adam. Would you like to have dinner and a cigar? I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us how. So, so what? What is your? I, I know you have a, a thought on this because it, you were. We were talking, you know, uh, off air. I guess in a, kind of a pre-interview about how there's an emerging female in in the cigar market now, not just in the industry itself, but but just casual cigar smokers. Yeah, um, you know, there's still very few cigar reps and uh, female cigar store owners and stuff like that. But you're seeing. Um, we've done some market research. You know, you always want to see you know, who was our newest customers, and uh, you want to try to make sure that you're taking care of everyone's needs. Yeah. And um, market research is showing that 
right now it's almost 20% of the consumers are women. Wow. And surprisingly, it's younger. It's 30s and 40s, um, you know, highly educated, um, you know, more disposable income. And the interesting part, uh, part about it for me is when I do cigar events, you always have guys that come in and they say, I would love to buy that box of cigars, but my wife will kill me. Yep, <laughs> I see that every day. You never hear women say that. Right. They go and they buy a box of cigars because it's their money. And they're not asking permission for a seat at the table. They're just taking their seat right, at the table. Right. And that's kind of what we're seeing. And, you know, I have a lot of uh, my friends who, you know, gosh, you know, you work in the cigar industry, isn't it? You know, this male machismo and all this stuff. And I said, you know, it's really surprising. When you are a cigar smoker, you're no longer a man. You're no longer a woman. You're no longer 20. You're no longer 80. You're a cigar smoker. Right. You know, when you sit down anywhere outside of here, it's who are you and what do you do? In that order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're in a cigar shop. People go, hey, what are you smoking? Right. Nobody asks what your name is. Maybe later if you're smoking something good. Right. Because we still are judgy. <laughs> Just uh, a little bit, But maybe. so rarely do you ever ask anything beyond that because you no longer care. And this is that, uh, that, that gateway that allows people to practice the art of conversation. I mean, it's a dying art. Uh, truly, this is probably one of the last bastions where it's still practiced. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as a, as a woman in the cigar industry, I... You know, I've never had much problem with that. Um, And, you know, it's like with anything, you know, people will do what they think they can get away with. So if you're very clear on your boundaries, you don't have those problems. Right. Um, I only had one uh, kind of funny story. When I first started in the cigar industry, I was in a cigar shop in Texas. And, um, you know, I'm from the West. I'm from Arizona. So, you know, that's, that's part of my culture still. And I go into a cigar shop, this is my first time, and I've never done retail, I've never done sales, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm, I just, I know my cigars, I love my cigars, and that's all you need. I'm in the cigar shop, and there's about 10, 12 guys all huddled around, and I'm holding court, and they're all, everybody's listening to the stories, and all of a sudden they get really quiet. And I see this guy walking across the parking lot, and he is in a full three-piece suit with the bow tie, and they're all quiet, and I'm like, oh, here's my huckleberry. Here he comes. (laughs) Somebody in there had called him. So I stand up to shake his hand, and he gets down on his knee, and he says, my mama told me to marry the perfect woman when I met her. Will you marry me? And as, (laughs) as gentle as I could, I reach over, and I touch his shoulder. I said, oh, I'm so sorry, honey. I'm into men. (laughs) bright red went and sat in the corner and never said another word well he was that guy there's always that guy in a cigar shop i don't care which country you're in what state you're in there's always that guy and it's like prison rules you find the biggest guy in there you whoop his butt and then the rest go no i'm good yeah exactly exactly Yeah. And this was back in Arizona? The, no, that time? was in Texas. Oh, in Texas. Oh, and so, yeah. oh, you're dealing with guys who are really taking their manhood seriously in Texas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But after that, I mean, like, when I moved to the Carolinas a year and a half ago, I went and I saw a lot of my customers, you know, that uh, I'd taken care of that whole time, and they're still laughing about that guy. He oh, never, so he never a, recovered. You, you're the story in the <laughs> cigar store. Oh, it's kind of like the time we made the girl from Tobacco Free Florida cry. They still talk about that in the House of Legislatures. Oh, yes. I'm, that was a great one. So you know, you mentioned in the break, you know, it's a funny story about how you got here. Obviously, you're from the, the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You spent a lot of time in Texas and Arizona. Mm-hmm. What made you come over here? How'd you get here? Well, obviously, like besides the, the fact that it's beautiful. In the it, cigar industry or here, here? Cigar, both. both. Okay. Both. So, We've got time for right. both. Absolutely. So um, I was in the military, then I worked for the Department of Defense, and I spent a lot of time in the Middle East. And while I was there, I did a lot with... Uh, 
uh, getting cigars, uh, cigars to my guys. Okay. So um, as a result of that, I became the first president, a female president of the Taliban Cigar Club. And it's about 4,000 members. There's a, a chapter pretty much on any main military installation in Iraq, Afghanistan, you name it. Okay. And it gives us a great conduit to be able to distribute cigars to the troops. So like when you send stuff for Cigars for Wars and you kind of put it in a box and you hope that it gets to where it's going, oftentimes it comes to... Um, groups like ours. Okay. Um, yeah, well, so you, you would know about that, Adam. I mean, absolutely. They, I mean, they we, have the Gars for Gunners program. And yeah. we send it to Cigars for Warriors almost every month. Yeah. yeah. And it's and coming from someone that's been on the receiving end of that, I can't thank you guys enough because it is, it's that connection back to the U.S. Yeah. That, you know, sometimes it's easy to get lost in the day-to-day and, and it's so big, you don't have any energy or time to think about what's happening in the mm-hmm. United States or you, you don't even care at a certain point. Um, so that's a, a out of sight, out of mind. Exactly, that's a physical reminder that you haven't been forgotten, and it's and it's an amazing thing that brings everyone together. So um, I did that, and when I came back to the United States, um, one of the companies that had sponsored my group very, very well, I should say, um, their marketing manager became the national sales manager for EP Korea. And he said, why don't you come work for us? And I was like, I don't know anything about this. And he says, doesn't matter. <laughs> so uh, after a couple of months of trying to uh, be retired, that didn't work out for me so well. <laughs> uh, I found that I needed to have something to do. So I went and I worked for EPC. And uh, I had nine states, and it was tra- travel by car only. So it was like from Texas all the way up to Iowa. Oh, wow. And uh, so I was a shiftless hobo, basically. I, that's, the, that's the salesperson's... Yeah. Thing. I mean, you were really a traveling saleswoman. Yes. Yes, I was. And, I hate to uh, see your gas bills. <laughs> oh yeah, it was it was ugly. Um, so about just under a year of that, you know, you always miss your old life, especially when you spend a lot of time deployed. So it's like that siren song. It calls you back. And I ended up taking a contracting job, and I went back to the Middle East. And um, you know, I met a lot of really cool people in the cigar industry, uh, and it's a very small group of people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes oh, yeah. And, and tighten it. And everybody oh, absolutely. Knows, yeah. Absolutely. So when um, I did that year contract, I came back and um, another company asked me to work for them. And they were a small boutique company, Roberto Duran. And they were really, really good to me. And I can't speak highly enough of them. But unfortunately, with the FDA stuff, you know, people had to readjust how they do business. And, um, and I wasn't working there anymore. So this is working for general is the first one I actually applied for. Oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, how do you take your resume and make it make sense in the <laughs> civilian world? You know, it's like, okay, strategic warfare group, uh, middle management. I mean, like, you right. know, what do you do with that? Right. So um, I applied, and the whole time I'm thinking, I don't have a chance because this is, this is the big leagues. And, um, you know, as far as being a rep, that's where you want to end up. And I know there's people that have tried for years to get there. And uh, by no stretch of the imagination did I think I, I earned that right to be there. But So I'm like, I'll put in my resume, and we'll see what happens, because I got nothing to lose, right? And were you looking to specifically go to any area, or was it? were you looking for here? Or? Um, this was one of the few places that I would absolutely love to come. Okay. So it was, you know, destination's great. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't beat this. 
So I, I put my resume and I don't hear anything for like a month. And the whole time in the back of my head, I'm thinking, you know, they're just going through the motions. This is, you know, it's a publicly traded company. They have right. to make it look legit. Well, I'm at work in Phoenix that day and I get a phone call saying the Western Territory managers in town. Can you meet him in 30 minutes for an interview? And I look down, I'm wearing my jeans and my cowboy boots, my Texas tuxedo. You know, I, dress, <laughs> I dress classy. Oh, and I of think, course. You know, again, I don't have a shot. So what do I, you know, I'm not going to sweat it. And mm-hmm. I go and I meet him, and um, it was it was a very interesting. He shook my hand. He says, "The job's yours if you want it, just so you know." And I was like, "Oh my God, I didn't. Wow. I, I did not expect that." And he said, uh, "I only have two questions." All right, that should be good. And um, I was teaching firearms at the time, so I had an LLC. And he said, "You know, what is this LLC? Does it have anything to do with cigars?" I said, "No, no, it's teaching handguns." And he said, "Okay, no conflict of interest." I said, "Yep, no problem there." And the second thing he said, he goes. I've been Googling this stuff on your resume for like four hours. I have no idea what, what any do? of this means, right? And I said, <laughs> I go, look, you only need to know one thing about me. And he's like, okay. I said, my dating technique and my sales technique, exactly the same. <laughs> Ooh, I feel like that's a good I, Yeah, I need to know. Yeah. I'm curious so now. He does the same thing. He leans forward like, mm, tell me more. I said, when in doubt, I choke him out. I never hear any complaints. <laughs> so he laughed. I was not expecting that as a response, but yeah. okay, that he, works. Like he okay. just won Adam K's heart. Yeah. yeah. So he laughed, and uh, now we're a year and a half into it, and now they're not laughing, but it's a little too late. You know, I never, I didn't lie about it, so. Yeah. Wow, that's a great story. That is phenomenal. All right, very nice. Wow, I don't even know where to go from that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm speechless, basically. We're only in town for another couple of hours. i got to leave at 4 o'clock. Shot, yeah. Sorry, hi. How's it going? Yeah. Everything okay? <laughs> Dude, he does his... So when, when Adam meets somebody that he likes, he goes into his lady's voice. It, no, hey, no, it's whenever there's a lady present. When yeah. date whenever? with oh, Adam right. K., the brewmeister. Adam. <laughs> there you go. You can, you can be a part of it. All you gotta do is, is that where we are? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the dating game. Hello. There's only one contestant, unfortunately, and that's what we're uh, that's what we're gonna do. And probably that's all I'll ever. Where'd she go? No. Oh, uh, and she left. Okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. So, what w- what is your favorite part about working in the cigar industry? You know, it without a doubt, it's the diversity of people you get to meet because where else would you get to meet the the, the span of socioeconomic status the people with different mindsets and it's one of the few places still you know where you can have a discussion and you can disagree and people don't walk out in a huff I mean there's a certain kind of energy about a cigar smoker they're pretty even keel Mm -hmm. you know so there's that gives you that gateway for adult conversation right there's a different opinion but it for some reason it doesn't it doesn't blow up into a big thing yeah exactly you know we talk about that all the time on this show because we we obviously have differing opinions quite a bit uh, especially politically sometimes on the show with guests and it and i don't know it's kind of like okay like this is my point this is your point everyone's gonna live we're gonna light up a cigar and have a good time together right so i get that and that's the biggest thing for me is is you know, I mean, life is short, and it's really easy to get in your little rut, and you never see anybody other than that small group of people that you're with. Mm-hmm. Well, my small group of people is huge, and every day it's different, you know, so you never know who's going to walk in the door in that shop. So, I know we talked to this earlier in the segment about how you feel like the women cigar smokers is the growing um, community, and that's 20%, and it's a lot of women in their 30s and with disposable income. What is your sales pitch to a woman who has never smoked a cigar before Ooh. and to get into why it's something she should do and the benefits of it. So one of the things I tell my friends that are not cigar smokers, I said, okay, think about 
when do you smoke a cigar? And they always say, you know, birthdays, um, weddings, you know, things to celebrate. I said, exactly. I said, the only difference between that person and me is I've learned to celebrate every day. That's it. You wow. Know, you know, we're okay. human doings all the time. We very rarely get to be human beings. And this forces you for one hour to stop and be present. Very rarely do you see people on social media when they're in the cigar shop. And if they are, it's, hey, look at these goofy guys that I'm hanging out right, with. Right, right. But it's not the, the central focus of what their, their hour is. It's actually being present. And so, like, I, I've started doing a lot more ladies' nights, and a lot of the women that show up are not cigar smokers. And they might not smoke a cigar that first time, but they get it. They understand that the cigar is only the conduit that gets us here. Right. It's not all of it. I mean, I think of, like, some of my favorite cigars. Empirically, they would not be my favorite cigar, but I had them on a great day. Right. There, was a, there were with, moments associated with that. Absolutely. You it's know, a quality memory that brings back and harkens back to that time of that celebration, that wonderful Absolutely. time of so, shared with friends, family, etc. Like a great meal. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, and that memory is, is so powerful, you know, and once they sit down in a group and they go, okay, this is, this is safe. This is cool. You know, I'm meeting people I would never get to meet and Hey, this cigar, it smells good. Yeah. Hey, can I try it? Um, the interesting thing is when we look at the market research, women typically gravitate towards bigger flavors. So, you know, that can be the big heavy cigar. It could be the, you know, the actual flavor, the infused mm-hmm. cigars and stuff like that. And there's some studies that are showing that women have more taste buds than men, yep. which makes complete sense. So like one of the first cigars after my epiphany was a Connecticut shade and I kind of didn't get it because it wasn't a big full cigar and it had that harshness to me. But now I smoke big, heavy you know, full flavored uh, cigars and it just sings. Which, and, and then all, not to, not to um, feed into stereotypes, but that a stereotype would be probably that, that women wouldn't want that big flavor, but you're saying it, you're seeing quite the opposite. So I, I get it though. It does make sense. It does make sense. Absolutely. I'm so glad we got to meet you. When else, and you're right, like when else would we have ever met you unless we, you know, unless we came here and, and Steve introduced us from, from Smoke in North Carolina. So thank you for coming on the show. It's I awesome. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you very much for being here. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll see this week who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Cheated, betrayed, then left for dead. Not once or twice, but three times. Eric Espinoza refused to give up. Passion and determination has turned this underdog into the top alpha dog. Celebrating his 20th year in the cigar industry, he's making magic at his La Zona factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Experience the magic in his highly rated Espinoza Habano, Crema, or Especial lines. Espinoza Premium Cigars. Ask for them by name wherever fine cigars are sold. For more information, visit EspinozaCigars.com. A brand more than 100 years in the making. Particulares was established in Havana, Cuba in 1895, operating as an elite factory that would later introduce the world to classic brands such as Byron, Particulares, and even Monte Cristo. Now, Sindicato Cigars is proud to bring this historic brand back to life, partnering with the legendary Topsa factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, to reimagine this Cuban classic as a modern-day Nicaraguan puro. Transport yourself to a bygone era of Cuban nostalgia with Particulares by Sindicato. For more information, visit syndicato.com. 
Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? It's your funeral. That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. What do you mean? Wow, tough crowd. Here, try this recluse cigar. You're going to need all the help you can get. Don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Recluse. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. I think you should stick with that recluse cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game. And I know a little something about games. Boom. Ooh, that's cold. Mike Bellady has collaborated with industry legends Don Pepin Garcia, Manuel Quesada, and Ernesto Perez Carrillo to make some of the industry's most highly touted cigars. Through his company, MLB Cigars, Mike brings you four incredible and unique blends. Imperia, Imperia Islero, Imperia Aventador, and the David P. Ehrlich Tremont. MLB Cigars are made with the best minds in the industry. Visit us at MLBCigarVentures.com and follow us on social media. Imperia and David P. Ehrlich Cigars. Developed by legends, smoked by connoisseurs. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella Cigars. Lights, camera, action. Real Clips Barbershop brings you all that is good about old school barbershops in a new cinematic themed environment. Whether you need a traditional cut, fade, blowout, or even a straight razor hot towel shave, our master barbers will get you right. All while enjoying iconic scenes from some of your favorite movies. Right from our video screens built into the mirrors. Visit realclipsbarbershop.com. That's real, R-E-E-L, clipsbarbershop.com for a location near you or to make an appointment. After one visit, we know. You'll be back. Insurance companies have a very unique business model that the general public doesn't understand. Insurance companies make profit only one way, taking in premiums and paying out less on claims than they take in premiums. In doing this, they oftentimes deny legitimate people with viable claims fair compensation. We know accidents happen. They happen every day. The good thing about insurance is it helps people do the right thing when they've caused accidents. You know, if I cause an accident, the first thing I want to do is make sure the person is okay, the, per- the person's taken care of. The insurance gives us the ability to do the right thing. Unfortunately, the insurance company uh, treats people like statistics instead of human beings. And that's why you need an experienced attorney to make sure the insurance company does the right thing. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in Southern Pines, North Carolina. I am Adam K, the Brewmeister. We are getting ready to wrap things up. It has been a very very fast two hours with me, of course, Mr. Paul, the producer. I am here. And William Cooper himself. I can't believe two hours almost went by. I know. It, it, the best shows always fly by. I can't believe it. Yep. Uh, thank you once again to Admiral Leighton Smith for being here, for regaling us with you know his stories about time in the military, serving in the Navy, what it's like to be an Air Force, a Navy pilot. I mean... I learned so much today. What an awesome perspective to hear that from somebody of his stature. Yes. To like to like hear that that, that story and 
you know, you, you put this, um, he's a real guy, you know what I mean? Like oh. a, an admiral in the Navy, you kind of think like, what? I mean, oh, I'm, I'm thinking like a, a guy who's got, you know, the ruffles and, you know, yeah. the um, yeah. stern, all, but fun guy. If you missed any part of the interview, make sure you go back, listen to the highlights on kmatalkradio.com uh, or on the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page or check out the podcast when it goes up on Monday. And Carolee, thank you for being here, for giving us an insight once again into the women's mind of the cigar smoking world. It's been an absolute pleasure. And for stealing Adam's heart. <laughs> it's not it, it, uh, strong I'm, arm robbery. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm easy like that. All right, with that, we got to find out this week who belongs in a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the cigar asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. This week's inductee in the Cigar Insane Asylum, brought to you by Celian Asylum Cigars, gets extra points for trying to impress a girl. Well, I'm well familiar with oh, that. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Kelton Griffin of Memphis, Tennessee, went on a date with Faith Cube. A date, she said, was disappointing from the beginning. Sounds like most of my dates, unfortunately. Oh, God, here we go. When he showed up, he didn't even bring his own car. Huh, seems like a bad way to start. Pugh said she knew Griffin from their years in high school, but hadn't spoken to him much lately until he reached out and suggested dinner. So he randomly texted her after they hadn't spoken for like six years or seven years and said, hey, let's have dinner. Let's tonight. have dinner. Stalk okay. you later. Yeah. Uh, after Pew, after texting his date he needed a ride, they took Pew's black Volvo and ended up stopping at an airport area gas station before they could decide where to go. Because they, he didn't know where he wanted to take her, and he couldn't drive, so they had to take her car, and neither one of them could decide where oh, they wanted to no, go. No, this dude is failing on so many levels so already. So then they needed gas, so they stopped to get gas. Uh, it turns out that was a big mistake. When she came back from the outside from paying, Griffin had disappeared with her car. And of course, uh, she's paying. Of yeah, course she's exactly. Uh Pew said her mother picked her up, but then she got a pri- surprising text from her god sister saying Griffin had asked her out and was coming to pick her up. The same huh. night he texted her god sister, whatever that is, I don't yeah. know. And, I don't know. And, and now was taking her car that he stole. To go on a date with her god sister. Obviously, since he knew her from high school, he had to know these two knew each other, right? I, I would assume. Uh, this is going in the dumb criminal hall of fame. Uh, <laughs> Pugh said they used the GPS on her god sister's phone to tail Griffin on their date and found him again at a drive-in movie theater on Summer Ave. Pugh said she, he was in her car with her god sister. Police arrested Griffin that night. Obviously. <laughs> if he's looking for company on his next meal out, Pew said he needn't look to her. Probably a good bet. And she's probably swearing off dating to strange men she hasn't heard from in a little while for at least the rest of her life. She might deserve to be nominated, too, but I, I, let, her, I uh, let it slide. Let it slide a little bit. But uh, congratulations, Mr. Griffin. You are this week's inductee into a cigar in San Asylum. And that is what you do this week. Do the oh, paper throw. Yeah. Don't leave. I tried. Yeah, real quick. Uh, thanks to everyone here in Southern Pines, North Carolina, at Smoking North Carolina, for the wonderful hospitality. Uh, thanks to this wonderful staff for all the wonderful things you guys have done. It's been a phenomenal trip. We can't thank you guys enough. It's been wonderful. Next week on KMA Talk Radio, Jim Colucci of Syndicato Cigars. And congrats to loyal fans, Mary Ellen and Todd, on 27 years of marriage. Congrats, 27 guys. 27 years. 27 more to you. Till next week, and as always, keep it lit. Paul, the producer, the best we could afford. Yeah, little buttercup, sweet little buttercup, my little buttercup, I love you. Paul, the producer.
You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sangro or Maduro. Keep it lit with KMA Talk Radio. Southeast's number one club of the year is Spearmint Rhino. Enjoy $5 lunch specials daily till 3 p.m. with the best view in town. Really hungry? Take a bite of their 16-ounce New York strip special, only $14.95, available daily until 10 p.m. Spearmint Rhino, home of the $10 Tuesdays, all day, all night. Dances are only $10. Rhino is South Florida's adult playground. Mention the door, Honest Abe sent you for free entry. For more information, visit SpearmintRhino.com.